Millennials are achieving freedom with a new definition of success. Our careers, relationships, education, and even our politics look nothing like our parents. We are repapering the roadmap towards our personal goals and embracing what moves us along the way. We are adopting what works and throwing out the rest. We are tired, but not worn in our quest to get there. I'm Heather Bonaparte. I'm Douglas Bonaparte, and welcome to We Should Be Sleeping. Each week, Douglas and I explore the news and topics that keep us awake. We'll also invite guests to share the way they've done it differently to achieve a new brand of success that's authentic, unconventional, and definitive of our generation. Not ready for bed? Tune in, because neither are we. Learn more and subscribe today at WeShouldBeSleeping.com. All right, welcome back to We Should Be Sleeping, episode B, our mini-series prequel. Hi, Heather. Hi, Douglas. How are you? I'm great. How was your week? It's been great. I mean, today was just like yesterday and just like the day before that. How about you? Same thing here. You know, I know people can't see us, but Heather is just full-clad tie-dye waffle PJs right now. You literally look like that Beanie Baby from the 90s. The Jerry Garcia limited edition Beanie Baby. Is that the one with the peace sign on it? Sure is. Okay, that that's what you look like. Okay, first of all, I take that as a compliment. Uh. Second of all, tie-dye's my jam, and it has been. I'm living my most authentic self. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, there was that one day you made everyone go out to the backyard and start tie-dyeing things. And that was one of our best days in quarantine, so you know what? I've had enough. Okay. I've had enough of your lip. Okay? Let, let's start the show. Let's get going. What's so, on deck? So so this is something, you know, I've been thinking about a lot. Earlier this week, I went for a nice long four-mile run around our neighborhood. Yeah, you're getting good at it. I really am. I mean, who knew? I you're, was such, you're not a runner. Who knew I was such an athlete now? I mean, all this quarantining has really made me just run as far as I can away from my house. Anyway. <laughs> I don't blame so, you. So something I've noticed, you know, is that this coronavirus situation has really brought at least our community closer together in so many ways. And we're finding really this this just visceral desire to connect with everybody that we see. So the other day I'm going for my run and there's a man that I see frequently running in the neighborhood around the same time as me. Excuse uh, me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, you're just he's right. an older you, man. All right, you know what? Older man. Okay, you're just run, you're just running friends. We're, we're just you know ships passing in the night. Uh-huh. But anyway, he he's been kind of like giving me a nod. You know, not like a sexy time nod. Not don't worry about it, Douglas, but like a runner's nod. Uh-huh. Like a oh, he's like acknowledging a your validation existence. of my ability to run. Huh. And and I'm thinking to myself, is this what runners always do, or is this like a coronavirus nod? Is the nod a thing? So then. Douglas and I started talking about it because right. I got home and I said, I just went for this nice, long, great run and I got a nod from this guy. Like you're accepted into some kind of running fraternity or sorority. Here. Yeah, I'm like in it. You're I'm in a it. runner now. Okay. So then we started thinking about all the other types of nods that have really like come to the forefront over the last however many months that we've been doing this. And and we yeah. came up with a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not the only one going around the neighborhood nodding at people, you know? You're so, getting nods? Lots of nods. I think I get more than you. So why don't you tell us about it? Okay. Well, the the one obviously that's near and dear to my heart is is the dad nod. Oh, dad nod. Dad, dad nod. nod is real. Yeah. So, you know, it's just two dads pushing their kids around. I'm pushing Ruby around our our, our one year old. In a stroller. In a stroller means. around the neighborhood, just staring at my phone, and I'll look up and I'll see another dad and he'll lock eyes with me and we'll nod. There's nothing else going down. <laughs> <laughs> it is simply to acknowledge that you are a dad. 
What you do are, you think that nod means? It's igno- It's just dad. You're you're being a dad. I'm being a dad. That's what's happening. Your right dad's there. so hard. Okay. Yeah. There's more. Yeah. So there's definitely more. There's the walker to car nod, right? Yeah. The person because driving. There, there are more jaywalkers right now, and I'll admit, I'm definitely one of them. I've, I'm wandering my streets aimlessly, like it's like it's the summer city walk in in, in Manhattan where they close down all the streets. In my mind, the streets are closed. Okay. Yeah, I'm a rogue squirrel, like. Zero F's given. I'm, I'm dashing across the road. I right. agree. And so anytime there's a car and the car yields to us, you know, kind of just all the pedestrians that have taken over the roads now that right. we're all walkers and runners. We're just caught, just being super cautious. Yeah. Anytime the car slows down or lets us go. They're nodding. We're nodding to them and they're nodding back. Right. Yeah. I feel the need to look it's a traffic sh- nod. straight through the windshield, lock eyes with them and nod. And it's kind of like, it's a thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Thank you for not running me over. Well, always thank you for not running me over, but especially right now, especially right now. Yeah. Last thing I want to do is be hit by you. And of course, this is by far, Yeah, this is by far the, the most prevalent nod of this, of this time. Yeah. And it's existed, but I think it's just so much more powerful. It's, it, now it's the essential worker nod. The essential worker nod. It encompasses everyone from- Police who? officers. Police officers. The garbage people. Yes. Now Instacart work, the Instacart people, the postal workers. Well, Instacart people, I literally shout through the glass, thank you. But every, yeah, but postal workers, the people who work for like the city and the union, you know, they're out there yeah, cleaning. The municipalities, yeah. Them, Yeah. Everybody who is out there working hard to keep all of us safe and to keep things running and operating, we nod. Huge nod. We nod, and sometimes we even wave. Yep. And of course the doctors too, but I feel like when we wave at them, they're just like, don't wave at me. (laughs) They're like, why are you waving at me? (laughs) How are you identifying doctors walking around the neighborhood? Were they in their suite? Well, I happen to know What part of the neighborhood are you walking through where like people, the hospital is not like around the corner. But if it was, I would nod. You would nod. Okay, fine. Moving on. Thank you. Thank you to our essential workers. Really, thank you. In all sincerity, thank you. All right. What's the first thing? Beyond nodding. You mean the second thing? Yeah. The second thing. I goofed there. It's yeah, okay. it's all right. The second thing, as I'm sure many of you have been doing as well, I've been spending a lot of time scrolling the gram. It's almost like it's it's an attachment to my arm. Like my phone is is affixed to my hand. It's it's an extension of my arm. So, and I'm on the gram like as if I'm, you know. Yeah. You're you're addicted to gram like I'm addicted to Twitter. There's no question about it. I well or I, I was addicted to, to Instagram. Here's my problem with where things are going right now. All these influencers that I follow have become a lot less relevant to me. None of them are going anywhere. They're not doing anything. Half the products that I was looking at that they've been trying to hawk to me for all these years, they're just irrelevant to me. Anything from the clothes to the, to the you know, do you ha- supplements. Do you have a favorite type of Instagram influencer? Well, there's like fashion influencers who, you know, pretend to like be going to a business meeting uh-huh. and they're like hailing a cab in the city and they're like, busy day of meetings. I've got so many things to do. But you know what? I kind of like their outfits. I'm into it. I follow it. Okay. We all do. But right now, I'm just not feeling it. And especially because it's just fake, right? Wasn't, and it, like, wasn't it always fake? It was always fake, but like the narrative made sense. We were all going to work. So them like hailing a cab to go to a meeting was a plausible thing that could happen. So right now, my biggest problem are when these influencers are like trying to work their 
sponsored content like into this fake coronavirus narrative that like just isn't true so here's just we got an example of that yeah here's a couple examples I, i won't say who they are because i'm not like that but this one girl says as she's decked she is decked from head to toe she is in a full blown cocktail dress right. in the in the middle of the day. She goes, sometimes you just need to spice things up a bit. So I got dressed for our lunch date and went straight back to the kitchen. How sexy. Mm. Yeah, really not the case, right? Not the case. Wow, you guys really pay attention to this stuff. Well, I'm just like kind of offended because I'm like, you didn't get dressed to go on a date with your husband in the kitchen. Like, you've got to be kidding me. All right, here's one more. This is a mom who is decked out in a in a full-length dress with her three-year-old standing at her feet. She says, when I walk out of my bathroom this morning, my son looked at me and said, well, mama, you're pretty. He hasn't seen me with my hair curled in a few weeks, all dressed up with nowhere to go except for a date to the backyard. I found this dress in my kid's outfits on Nordstrom. Ad, hashtag ad, hashtag like it to know it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like- First of all, wait, wait, wait. First of all, I just want to acknowledge your- influencer voice like but that you've assigned. that's literally the voice. I mean, that is the voice. Of that person? Of any of this, like, it, it's almost like an empty light. <laughs> light. It, the anger that boils up inside me to think about some Instagram influencer and that voice you assign to them but here's my makes point. Me, makes me None very of, upset. Here's my point. None of these narratives are true. They're walking around in their Jerry Garcia tie-dye flannel PJs all day. They're looking like crap the same way that I do. They are not, they're trying, you know, I wish they would just say. So it's that, just so abundantly. So if it was a little fake before, but you could like kind of get into it now, it's just bombastic. It's bombastic and it's also just irrelevant. So I wish instead of trying to fit with the old narrative of, of, of when we were all doing things, just... Say what it is. Say the fact that like you've got to post this because you've got a partnership with Nordstrom and you got to get it in. We're all struggling. You don't want to lose your sponsorship. Yeah, no, I think that's but, the play. Like, so, so here's like another example. I'll keep it short. You're gonna go for a third one. No, this is someone who's keeping it real. Okay. This is another influencer who actually happens to also be a Bravo celebrity who said, "This is what spiraling looks like. I need a brush and a Prozac prescription asap." Okay, at least you're being real as to where you are in life right now. Don't try and dress up this situation. That's my point. We are all here. We are all in this. I agree. Stop trying to make this something it's not to continue this like narrative and whatever like you've got going on on your gram because we don't have time for it. We're all feeling it. It's not an escape from reality, even if you're trying to paint it out to be. It's silly. Let's cut it. All right, rant over. I think I'm done with this. What else you got, Doug? Well- Before we leave, I just want to say as an influencer, I am very offended by everything you just said right there. (laughs) You clearly don't understand us. And I think you're probably just jealous you don't have influencer deals. I'm so jealous. Okay. All right. So last week, Heather brought a, what will now I guess be a reoccurring segment here, which is why my child cried. She had the honors of debuting this, but I'm going to pick it up and go through why my child cried because this week. there's ample material and we will never run out of material so why not just keep sharing it all with you right and i think there's so much material it actually makes it very difficult to remember like which one of these you know meltdown episodes but the one from this week that that really caught my attention had to do around these dance videos our older daughter puts on every night. So like most kids, most young girls, she's obsessed with Frozen. So she'll go, "Hey Google, Play Frozen 2 into the unknown Adina Menzel, just like that, like 
full on. I don't know when she learned that well, it's Adina Menzel who plays. Well, we had to tell her Elsa, that, but like, no, it was because when she was doing it without it, it would play some Fakakta, you know, non Frozen two tune, and Google would get all confused. Anyways, she plays the Frozen two soundtrack and demands that she be videotaped doing a performance of a song. And on it, our phones, like we've got to hold up the phone. Yeah, yeah we and got, like follow her around like a real like a real music video. Right. It needs to be done. And in her mind, she thinks she's putting on a Disney production of the song. And it's been going on for, for weeks. And I just I just had enough. And like a solid twenty minutes a night. It's not one time through the song. This is like what we do after dinner. Yeah. Every night. Unlimited it's like we've takes. Got to, we've got unlimited takes. We've got to do music videos with Hazel. Okay, so I'm 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 over it. It was cute. I'm done with it. She sees I'm I'm really not into it. What do I do? I grab my phone and I pretend, pretend to record her. And and you know, my eyes aren't on her. She sniffs it out immediately immediately knows I'm I'm not doing my job of recording her and proceeds to melt down from that moment all the way to bath time. I'm basically an inadequate father because of it. That's why my child cried. And did you even mention like what's actually happening in the video? She thinks She's doing this like yeah, very yeah, elaborate production. It. Yeah. But in reality, she's kind of just like standing there and like shuffling back and forth. She doesn't really sing. She kind of like mumbles it to herself. No, she, she, so we have to like film this, just yeah. this video of her like shifting her weight back and forth between her feet and like mumbling yeah. for, for like a solid and 20 she was minutes jumping and doing plies and spinning and twirling. It, she, it's not even back and forth. She just goes in kind of like a circle. And if and if you weigh in too much, she gets mad. So I'm like a bit of a stage parent because I was like a theater kid growing up. And I just, I, I get very into it. I'm like, come on, give us some hands. Give us a little, project a little uh, bit. She screams. She, you cannot weigh in. Yeah, don't this is her. her show, okay? Her show. That's why she cried this week. Great. Moving on. So for the big conversation, we're going to get into return on investment in higher education due to coronavirus. So there's been a number of articles over the last several weeks that have now been questioning, is college worth it because things are shifting to online classes and online curriculum? So weighing heavy on the minds of kids going to college and kids in colleges, what's the landscape of higher education going to look like, not just for them presently, but moving forward? And so we had previously in our book, The Millennial Money Fix, taken a deep dive on this issue about college needing to be examined through a more critical lens of what are you really getting in return for how much you're paying? And you have to really look past the initial community and really look to both the education and what you're really looking to get out of it at the end of the day to determine whether that cost is worth it. And we can say it and, and whatever young people are reading financial help books, I mean, save yourselves, right? No, No, I mean like, no, but really like there's a certain group of people who are interested in that kind of thing. But, but I think right now with what's going on, I mean, this has really been brought to the forefront, whether people wanted to pay attention to it or not. Right. And here's the rub. You go to college and I think so many kids go to college to get two things, to get an education and to get an experience. 
And what coronavirus is doing is really attacking both of them, but more so the experience side. I mean, going to a campus, interacting with you know your friends and your classmates, going to sports games, clubs, all the things you could do, going to the dining hall, all the things you do on a socialization level now seem to be fundamentally changed due to coronavirus, or at least you know, uncertain moving forward for for the short term. Even when you do return to campus at some point in time, right, what will that actually look like? It, it certainly won't be the same as the way you left it. For a lot of kids who are getting their degrees in, you know, liberal arts or whatever, there's an argument to be made. What are they getting for their education here if they're not competitive into the workforce? But now you're taking away the experience side. And I think a lot of kids are going to say, well, what am I paying for? I think it's putting what we were so eager to drive home to people in in written word in the book, I think this is forcing that hand. It's forcing them to think about, well, what am I what am I doing here? What am I spending my money on? Assuming they are, you know, taking out loans or paying for the college education themselves. And now I think it's even bringing it over, obviously, to the parents who are paying for their children's education and say, all right, well, what am I getting for that? Because the online curriculum you know, th- this is something that I think schools have put together, right, in the last two, three weeks. They, they said, all right, you know, go bring everything you're doing online. That's not what it's going to be if it is going to be a virtual classroom. Well, and even if they had infrastructure for online learning, which at this point, I mean, most most college universities have something of that sort, the collaborative in-person nature of higher education is so valuable. And so, You had mentioned that the community is what's being stripped away. The brand is what's being stripped away. But it's actually on top of that, there's been even more articles and, and, you know, stories coming out in recent days about lawsuits that are being filed by classes of students against their universities seeking recoupment of some of their tuition fees because the online learning itself was not sufficient. Not just that the community is not there, but that teachers and professors were just uploading an assignment and saying, I'll see you at the end of the semester. I mean, and and, and students were really saying, whoa there, what exactly am I paying for? I'm not getting the brand. I'm not getting my community and my peers. And now I'm not even getting my education. Yeah. So what's the deal? And and just kind of drive that point home. One of the quotes I really liked in, I think this was the New York Times article, it was conceiving, planning, designing, and developing a genuine online course or program can consume as much of a year of faculty training and collaboration with instructional designers and often requires student orientation and support and a complex technological infrastructure. Yeah, that didn't happen. No, that does not happen (laughs) in eight days. No, sir. So this is something that we're going to continue, I think, to observe because Heather and I have always been curious about how college education is going to be morphed in this country from our own experiences and from what we've been observing. Obviously, we wrote a book about it, but we also think about this. I know I think about it in the context of our kids and what they're going to experience or what kind of a higher education experience that they're going to have? Will it look anything like what we did together? Yeah, I mean, and I think that we have already begun to predict that that would change, but we thought it would be a bit more of a gradual change over the next decade or two. But I think this might be like the ultimate accelerant on this paradigm shift in higher education. And, and frankly, rightfully so. Could it really be that bad of a thing for students to really be scrutinizing where their money is going because I could go on and on about about the brand and the business of higher education, but you know that's a story for another day and a story for the book that we already wrote. So that's it's, not for this. That's not for this day and time. But I'm welcoming the discussion. 
even if it had to come in a time where things have become very uncertain and, and, and very unfortunate for a lot of college students that are already, you know, in the middle of their education. And it's a shame for them. Well, I hope people are going to be just as welcoming of the discussion as you are because it's it's going to be hot either way. I think this truly is going to force this issue straight into the spotlight and we'll see what comes out of it. I think we will. All right. So, all right. I think that does it for episode B. You, you good? I think I'm good here. All right. Me too. I'm going to go enjoy my uh, tie-dye pajamas upstairs. I'm going to go get in my pajamas. Ready? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on We Should Be Sleeping. We will see you next time. Try and uh, get some sleep, okay? Thank you for staying up with us and checking out We Should Be Sleeping. Connect with us on social media, subscribe to the podcast, and learn more at weshouldbesleeping.com. We'll see you next time on We Should Be Sleeping. We Should Be Sleeping.